Welcome to the Dominate Your Fitness Podcast. Crush your training, maximize results, elevate your life. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dominate Your Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Nick Longhurst. That was a good intro, wasn't it? I'm your host, Nick Longhurst, as you know. And guys, in today's episode, I am interviewing Adam Carroll. Now, Adam is a fitness coach uh, based in Ireland. I believe he's actually my first uh, international guest on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. And the reason I wanted to interview Adam was because... He lost, he successfully lost over 35 kilos. And now he coaches it for a living. He works with his clients online as a fitness coach to help them achieve amazing body transformations. And he particularly focuses on weight loss. Go figure. So, yeah. And, you know, Adam also has a degree in sports science. He's been, you know, training. Uh, for over eight years now, but, and also when, when uh, we were speaking at the start of the conversation, you'll hear that Adam is just about to, uh, at the time of recording this episode, is just about to go compete in a bodybuilding kind of physique competition, which is pretty cool. So from losing 35 kilos to, you know, performing on stage and flexing your muscles from an insanely shaped physique and rig, how good's that? So yeah, talking to Adam was very insightful guys and I know that you're going to get a lot out of this conversation just simply because Adam was open you know he was open about his weight loss journey he was open about the experiences he had the emotions he had the things he went through in order to be successful in his weight loss journey and you know he he was able to lose the weight about 2 or 3 years ago and he is in the best shape he's ever been in at the moment so he's lost the weight and he has kept it off successfully. So if you are listening to this episode and you're someone who wants to lose weight, I hope that you get a really a really big amount of value from this conversation because you know Adam and I we dive pretty deep into, you know, the emotions he was experiencing, where he was, how he felt, but also the strategies and the and the things he implemented on a consistent basis over a long period of time to be able to um, see these amazing results. That he got so it's it was a it was a really great conversation and you know it was so cool to to have Adam you know be so open about talking talking through his journey and I really hope it can help you as well. So um, Adam runs his business which is called Factual Physique. So I will leave uh, Adam's kind of handles and where you can find him on Instagram in the show notes if you'd like to get in touch. But I do really hope that you genuinely. Get a lot out of this conversation. So, without saying any more than that, please welcome Adam Carroll. All right, Adam, mate, welcome to the podcast. Great to uh, great to have you on. Thanks for joining me. Yo, Nick. Hope you are keeping well. It's great to finally finally get on with yourself after. Uh, a couple of months. Yeah, of, man. Of, uh, I know. I know. Right. I actually think. Um, it's good to do it. I actually think you're my my first international guest, brother. So I'm keen to uh, keen for you to drop some knowledge bombs. Oh, no. And mate, a big reason um, for you know getting you on the potty today. Uh, like I think your journey in like the fitness space is is quite a cool one because you know we we kind of first connected on on Instagram and I saw that you know. You obviously coach fitness online now, just like I do. Um, you just told me before we jumped on and started recording that you just let you like two weeks out from competing in like a men's physique show, but like, which is really, really cool. Um, how's that, how's your prep going, by the way? You like, you're smashing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's not a, not a beat being missed. It's going really well. Um, like, I, as I say, like, I absolutely love it. Um, so, getting further into that prep and is that routine it just works so well for me um, and everything you know um, succeeds with that like everything does so much better because I'm just on point with everything and um, so now it's going good it's going good it's, it's getting yeah, hard but for it's, sure it's man what's like the what's the, the hardest give some give some of the listeners a little bit of insight what's like the hardest part of like a bodybuilding kind of prep yeah. physique prep that you're going through at the moment 
Yeah, I think like the mornings are so so good. Yeah, evenings okay. are so so hard. So there's this kind of rush of energy that you have in the morning because your body essentially wants you to get up and get food because you're you're starving. You know, so it is like uh you know, rush you get it allows me to get up really early. Um and the like first half of the day really, really good and then it kinda of crashes. Um so the evenings are hard, you know, you feel like, you know, it it's you know, it's it's going past that healthy stage. Yeah. It is unhealthy, I, I will, you know, admit that. Um to get to those low levels of body fat. Like, you know, there is definite fatigue, tiredness, um you know, headache, um, like, you know, my brain is literally sore. This is like a little bit like not like dizziness in a way, like a little bit, you know, there is like, there is times and, you know, then obviously the mood, you know, you just don't want to speak. You don't want to, you know, put energy into anything that's like not necessary. I guess yeah. not a necessity um, is the, is the big thing. But as I said to my coach the other day, you know, it was one of the evenings was really hard. And then the next morning I woke up and I just felt so fantastic. I was getting work done. I felt really like motivated. Everything was good. And I just said to him, I was like, even through the hardest parts of prep, it's like it's so worth it for what you can accomplish, and like that struggle pushes you so much further in life and in like every prep that I do. It's my second one, obviously, so it's not too, too many in, but it's like it it massively challenges me and puts me in that place of struggle, which allows for growth. Because as we know, um, yeah, man, I love that you touched on that, and I think um, you know the whole challenging kind of things you go through the moments of adversity that that you experience whether it's in a bodybuilding prep or whether it's in crossfit or weightlifting or you know going out on the basketball court like whatever kind of challenges you experience that's how you, yeah, you're yeah. going to grow you're absolutely right so i love i love that you touched on that and i mean you know adam a big yeah, a big yeah. reason for inviting you on the podcast like this is you know where you're at now but you've you've had quite an incredible kind of weight loss journey yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, you've gone through, for those of you who kind of don't know your, your story, like, you know, Adam, Adam's lost 35 kilos, um, which, you know, for me was really impressive because not only have you achieved that feat of losing all that body fat, which, which is almost about 80 pounds, which is, it's definitely a significant number, but you're now, you know, practicing yeah. what you preach every single day. You you work as an online fitness coach now and you're doing a, you know, a men's physique um, competition as well. So like, I mean, I would love to, where I'd love to kind of start this is, you know, take me back to when you were your absolute heaviest. Tell me what that was like. How did that feel? Yeah. Fire away, man. Yeah. Um, well, like I think, firstly, before before just jumping into that, I think like to give a little bit of background on it is that you know it's something that I never thought would happen getting up to that weight. Um, like previously, like I've been you know coaching, I've been playing sport all my life. I, or not coaching all my life, but I've been playing sport. I was always like you know mm. physically fit, always in good shape, or you know to somewhat standard, you know. Um, and I started you know online coaching, um, probably you know, four or five years ago now. So it was something that I never thought would happen because that's what I do on a daily basis, you know. So it was a case of, you know, going into basically a book. It started out as a book. Um, and I said, I'm going to take, you know, two years off because I had done kind of small books before and I cut down and went back up and kind of on and off all the time. And I got down to pretty low levels of body fat, um, you know, in the past. But then I said to myself, okay, I want to, you know, put on some serious size. So it started out as a book for two years. And I said, to him, you know, when going into that book, I was relatively lean. And I said, you know, I want to keep it lean. I want to put on as much muscle as I can. And I was, you know, 22, 23. So, you know, still at that very young age where, you know, muscle growth is, is pretty insane. And, and, you know, we can put on more than, you know, if, if we're a little bit older. So it did start out as a book. It was intentional, but the weight that I got to was definitely, yeah. definitely not intentional. Um, and it's, you know, I want to say it's not healthy, nor is it, you know, good for anyone to do that. For sure, that's in that position. And yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, like it, it started um, as yeah. a way for you to put on size and increase the amount of muscle mass you had. And yeah, I mean, what kind of, what kind of happened along the way to to lead you to that outcome of being 
an additional 35 kilos overweight. Yeah, I think there was like definitely a combination of things. Um, for one, you know, obviously, okay, we had we had COVID come in, okay, so we, you know, we're we're stuck at home. Food is our, you know, uh, you know, closest mm. comfort that we have there. Um, like, the 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 combination is bad habits. You know, it's it's building up bad habits of you know maybe coming home from you know when I was at university at the time, coming home from university, stopping in at the the shop and just. Rather than saying, okay, I'm going to get a good meal here, you know, getting just uh, eating shit pizza and cookies and thinking, yeah, just eating terrible, you know, terrible, terrible food choices. Um, And it's not that there's, I think there's like bad foods and good foods, but it's just all my choices. Yes. You know, nutrient dense, good food. And it wasn't like, these are my macros. I'm going to hit these macros. It was, you know, probably three, 400 gram of fat a day, you know, a lot of carbs and maybe a hundred gram of protein. So, you know, in my head, I had this kind of alibi basically of, oh, it's a bulk. I can, I can do what I want. And I was always that kind of heavy bulker. Like I'd always kind of go hell for leather with it. Um, but I think it just then escalated. Um, and, you know, in that time frame, okay, it started out intentional bulk um, a little bit more weight than I'd like to start to come on. But then COVID come along, um, and just before COVID come along, I, I found myself in probably yeah. one of the worst places in my life. Um, you know, I, I always kind of suffered with anxiety, and that really started to get bad. Um, it wasn't because COVID or anything like that. It was actually, you know, six months prior to that that it started to get bad. And um, for me, when you are dealing with any kind of mental health um, issue, nothing matters but your health. Like, you don't care about what weight you are, you don't care about money, you don't care about, you know, sad to say, but a lot of the time you don't care about people around you. Um, so especially, you know, you're not going to care about yourself in regards to how you look. All you're thinking about is, I want to feel better. I want to, you know, not feel, for me, it was anxiety, yeah, so not feel I, I mean, so I'll just, I'll just quickly you know, jump in, time, man. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's really, it's really good that yeah, you, yeah. you touched on that. And there was a couple of things you mentioned there. The first one was, you know, food, especially in a time like COVID lockdown, yeah. like here in Australia, um, I was living in Melbourne at the time and we were actually the most locked down city in the world. We went through six lockdowns. It was awful. And I know mental health was a lot like a lot of people's mental health was compromised because of that. And, you know, the whole emotional eating thing, like like putting on weight is not just about consuming too much food. Like, yes, you you consume too much food, which like, it, you know, it leads to the outcome of gaining weight. But what's, what's the cause of you wanting to consume that food? You know what I mean? And for you, like your mental health was a little bit compromised. You were, you were anxious about life, like um yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad you touched on that man because i think there's a lot of people that could that would res- that would resonate with that you know and i'm just glad that as well you know you found it within yourself to be like you know my my sanity and my health is the most important thing right now not the number on the scale i think that's that's really important to highlight as well because there's probably a lot of people yeah. out there and some people listening that would be experiencing you know similar things um to that so yeah i mean that's it's interesting to Absolutely. to hear that standpoint and like when, when were you at your worst like how heavy were you to, like paint that picture for me like what, what was that like yeah so at my heaviest i was 113 kg i believe uh, i think in around 235 yep. pounds um or 235 245 i think somewhere somewhere around that anyways um it wasn't a nice feeling. Mm. Um, you know, I, I kind of am grateful now that I have went through that because when I'm speaking to, you know, clients and potential clients, I understand where they are at because I had all those feelings. Um, you know, you probably see it on a daily basis yourself. You know, the getting out of breath, walking up the stairs, um, the, uh, like, all my trousers, every pair of underwear I had, trousers, they all had holes in between the, the middle, you know, because of the chafing, because my legs were just rubbing off each other all the time. Um, I remember actually having to go to a store and just buy, like, like way too big clothes. They're, like, clothes that, like, were, were suited, you know, for me. Um, yeah. Which was funny, uh, like, just to have there because, uh, like, I was just running through clothes, like, there was no tomorrow. And... Um, 
I think one of the biggest things for me was one day I was running from the store over to my car. It was raining, so I was running. And I just kind of started doing a gentle jog, and it's like mm. this feels heavy. You know, I could I I felt very like heavy. Didn't feel me. It felt like I was wearing, you know, a heavy yeah. suit, which was strange yeah. because it wasn't like mm. it just happened overnight. So it just started to, um, you know, just started to impact your daily normal function of life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I... Yeah. One of the one of the worst things, man, was like just not being able to get up in the morning. You know, so so mm. sluggish, not being able to do a lot of like, you know, daily tasks, and this is like. Okay, I was overweight. I wasn't, you know, so I, I can only imagine what it could be like for someone, you know, even suffering yeah. into more obesity. Yeah. Like that, that how hard it actually could be because literally getting up in the morning, so sluggish, um, tired, motivation was taking a hit, you know, my enthusiasm for what I've done. I was still coaching, I was still, you know, working, but I wasn't at my best. Mm. I really, really That's was. crazy, man. Yeah, I like I really appreciate you opening up and, and sharing that with me. Like I'm I'm sure it, like now you in hindsight you look back on it and it's probably something that it's it's formed the foundation of how you coach and who you are, but looking back on it it's probably, you know, it's hard to go into that those dark places because I mean what you went through is is not a pleasant experience at all and i'm glad you did kind of elaborate on the detail there because i know there are some people out there you know suffering from with their weight due to having you know problems with their mental health so i totally totally feel you man um and i guess like you know you mentioned emotional eating like what were some of the other habits that you kind of picked up that led to you gaining that weight like I think inconsistencies. I think you know, again, firstly with the the emotional eating, it was some days eating you know a lot, and then some days you know not being able to eat at all. So it was this up and down kind of effect, which I think a lot of people deal with now. And like right right now, and and you know the last number of years, consistency is what I preach. It doesn't have to be every day, but it just has to be consistent over time. And so often you know people will say oh i don't don't really eat that much but the day before they ate a lot so they're not really that hungry but for me it was just you know the the uh you know mental health i just didn't i wasn't hungry some days my appetite wasn't there and then some days it was so i guess when it was i yeah. probably took advantage of that um, and i you know as much as i could and cravings were there and things like that but apart from that you know bad habits i picked up i guess just sleeping in later mm. and later throughout the day um not having a clear plan not having a clear routine um don't get me wrong i'm i'm super you know motivated when it comes to business and coaching and um you know fitness but it just like wasn't where it should be it was doing things when it kind of suited me and when i felt like it it wasn't taking control of my life i wasn't you know the one making decisions it was my emotions mm. it was my bad habits that build up um you know it wasn't focusing on you know okay getting enough steps in a day it wasn't focusing on okay these are my days i'm going to the gym a week um which for the last you know since going through that it's the same t- same day same times every single week and i'm there it doesn't matter what happens in life i'm there whereas it was, a, it was very much oh, i feel like going to the gym today i'll go um, I was always going, you know, I never stopped, even went through COVID. I was always training three to four times a week, minimum. I think, you know, minimum three times a week, I was always training. Um, but it wasn't planned. It was going into the gym and, you know, having a set day, but just doing, okay, I'll do these exercises today and kind of keeping it, not keeping track of anything. Same with the food, not keeping track of anything, um, not having, you know, a morning routine, a sleep mm. routine. Um, you know, obviously when you get to that stage, you just want to do the easiest thing. You want to come home, you know, after maybe a long day at uh, uni or, um, you know, maybe it's sitting down at the desk all day, kind of working away. And then it's, oh, I'm hungry. I'll just, I'll get something from the takeaway. Well, it's easy, right? It's easy. Um, yeah. It's easier to do. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to do. That's awesome, man. 100%. Like, and I think the biggest thing you touched on and I completely agree with this is the consistency note. Like 
I've, I've my background is coaching you know high performance athletes and whether it's you know whether it's people yeah. losing 30 kilos or whether it's people achieving their best optimal performance on the sporting field every client every mm-hmm. interaction i've had like the people that really stand out versus the people that do okay that it it all comes down to consistency for me so i'm glad i'm glad that you found yeah you know yeah. Uh, like you found your routine again you know was there like was there ever a moment yeah, you know yeah. during that yeah that time when you were your heaviest was there ever a moment where you kind of were like you had like the penny dropped you know you had a little bit of like a wake-up call and you're like shit i do not want to be like this anymore yeah i think i think there was a lot of times like that but in my head i always had like because i still was kind of I think at the time saying, oh, I'm bulking and I, it was like, it was planned. It was two years. I knew the day I was going to start. I had that date in my head that it was going to start, um, you know, on that, on, on a cut, on a, on, you know, what turned out to be a prep. Um, I did have it in my head. I think it was uh, like the 1st of April, you know, um, that I always had in my head. 1st of April, 2022, um, I think, I, I believe. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm a, yeah I'm a, right the years now yeah i i always had it in my head like that's the day i'm starting but um i think so i always kind of returned back to oh it's a bug i kind of had that as again i say alibi i was like i was always like oh no it's okay because it's a bug but it, it, it wasn't you know it really really wasn't because it's not yeah. healthy it's not good for anyone to do that um like a bug is about putting on muscles not about putting on fat okay there's going to be a little bit of muscle there fucking you know there always is but not to the extent where i got to so there was a lot of penny drop moments um you know i think like even seeing pictures of myself and mm. um, was a big thing and just seeing like that's not me like it constantly felt because i think it happened over although it was like building up over two years it's still a short amount of time because that's what like that, that yeah size, so it was very much like a shock and it's like that's not me it looked like I was wearing you know like a suit or you know I had like makeup done that you know made me mm. look bigger you know or gave me that double chin and um it, yeah just say like seeing seeing pictures of myself just seeing that my like chin had disappeared my jawline had disappeared and um, there wasn't an ab inside there wasn't any d- definition seeing the kind of stomach overhanging and things like that it's just like okay it's gone yeah too that's far. I think that's that would be. Um, yeah, it's kind of like on uh, you know on Facebook when you get those reminders of like, oh, this is your photo from four years yeah. ago, and you look at it and you're like, oh, well, that's I look so different four years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. But it it would I think it would be that like times a million, you know, when you're it's not just your age that has changed, it's your yeah. your physicality, your structure. Like you said, you didn't have a jawline, the abs not in sight, you know? And that just was that a little bit of yeah. like was that a little bit of loss of identity for you, Adam? Yeah, I I I, I think so. Um I really, really do think so. Um because it didn't allow me mm. to do what I want. It didn't allow me to, you know, like feel the way I wanted to feel, and um, because, you know, it, who I was yeah. wasn't there. I guess, um, like decisions that I made, even like, you know, going out maybe with friends, things like that, and putting on clothes and just being like, I just don't feel my best. Mm. I just don't feel nice going out. Like I don't feel comfortable. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it really just didn't feel like like me whatsoever. Um, a lot. And I think so many people do go through that, that they just don't feel themselves. 100%. And I like how you kind of talked about how it wasn't just one moment. It was multiple moments of of these penny drop moments where you're like, oh, this isn't me. This is myself. And that's the thing that accumulated over time to making you start to take action and start to reverse that process. And I mean, like the best part is you've been able to successfully yeah. do that and keep the weight off. So like what, like where, did, where did you start when it, when it, when you, when you started to reverse this and you started to get back on more of a cut phase and you started to put an active effort into losing the weight, where, like, where the hell did you start? Because you have this quite, you know, it's fair to say you yeah. were at it. You were at a low point. 
you know, you were trying to work it out. You had all these penny drop moments. You were getting sick and tired of it. Like, how how'd you how'd you get out yeah. of that? What, what was the first thing you did? I think for me, like in comparison to other people, and this would be massive for anyone struggling with this because this would be a massive eye opener. But I had the knowledge there. I knew, you know, from coach people in the past. Um, you know, from being a coach, from studying sports yeah. science, I know what to do. Um, so the biggest thing was I just knew I had to be different or do something different than I did the week before. Um, Hell yeah. Big Hell thing, yeah. perfection does not exist. And this is something that so many people feel, oh, I'll start on a Monday, I'll play out this plan, I'll go to the gym seven days a week, I'll eat this chicken, rice and broccoli every day, I'll do 10,000 steps, I'll go to sleep at this time. 100%. This time. Too much. 100%. Never going to work because... I completely agree. Um, like it's yeah it's all yep. about introducing small habits literally it can be doing a hundred more steps a day that's all the change you need to make in the first week um, it can be literally tracking your food for the first week doesn't have to be a set amount of calories just track your food if, you, if you're just eating whatever track it just get an idea mm. what are you eating um, you don't even have to change anything literally that's where I would just say for anyone to start 100% and I think there's a couple of things to take from that like the first one is you talked you talked about perfection doesn't exist i completely agree like action is the most yeah. important thing that you need to do do something like you said whether it's yeah. 100 more steps or you, you get to the gym that one time or you yeah one day of tracking one meal of tracking whatever it is like do something because it's like you know if you're building a wall right it starts with one brick that like it is literally a brick by brick process and yeah. i think a lot yeah, of people yeah. like i've definitely noticed in yeah. in my own coaching of, of my clients like a lot of people are just looking for that that quick fix and that one that one solution when it's it's so much more yeah. than that you know it's a holistic picture and if you if you said to them you know no yeah. or oh, walk ten thousand steps a day do resistance training three times a week make sure you're in a calorie deficit blah blah that's just like really overwhelming you know and i think people that's what throws a lot of people that was that, that's what throws a lot of people yeah. off right because there's there's information overload it's too much so i think i love i love what you just said man like just take one action at a time slowly progress that over time and yeah. you'll get there like it, i think it's the notion of you know being consistently good is better than being occasionally great right yeah. 100%, yeah. And I think, Nick, it's, it's a, so important to say that nowadays it, it, there is definitely a barrier with people and there's something that as coaches that we have to break through um, with, with clients because people do want overnight success. People do want short-term fixes. People do want perfection because of everything that we're exposed to on social media. Um, you know, everything's a clickable button now. You know, you, you press your phone, you have to press two buttons and you just have instant dopamine hit of, you know, whether that's TikTok or Instagram reels or whatever it is, um, you know, everything's a click of a button. Um, you know, even things like we want to, we, like if I wanted to go to, to Australia, to you, I can press a button, I'll be there tomorrow. You know, it, yeah. it's, everything's just so, so instant um, and we expect everything to be instant. So then when it comes to ourselves, we think okay, I want this change straight away. I'm going to be perfect mm -hmm. and I'm going to have everything set in stone. So that's something that I think you'll probably notice with your own clients um, and you know potential clients that you have to really break that down to them that it doesn't work. You know, and now from the content I've been creating since making that change myself, now I have people come to me who have done that perfect diet and found out it doesn't work, that yo-yo diet. And, and that's where they're at now. They're like, I've tried all these short-term yeah. fixes. They don't work. And I think I it's long-term sustainable change. And that's, yeah. Like, and I think you've nailed that man. Like, I like how you, how you frame that. And I think it's, it's important to highlight the fact that changing, like if you're struggling to lose weight, it's not just about changing the number on the fucking scale. Like it's really important to highlight that because it's, you're changing your habits, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. changing your mindset, you're changing what you prioritize, yeah. you're changing the environments you put yourself in, the people you surround yourself with. Like it's literally, it's a holistic, you know, shift in, in your identity and, it, and shifting that identity. Like you said, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's exactly. It starts with small steps that accumulate over time. Absolutely. But like, it's not going to happen instantly and it's a long-term process, you know, 
Um, so that that's what you have no. to commit to. That's what you have to commit to. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Adam, you know, you obviously coach fitness for a living now. You coach fat loss. You coach strength building. You're um, yeah. competing in a men's physique show in a couple of weeks' time. Like, you know, you mentioned before yeah. um, it was easy for you to start losing weight because you knew what to do. Well, some of the people listening might not know what to do. So yeah. I'd love you to kind of highlight you know, what were the two or three most effective things you implemented to help you start getting this consistent fat loss result that you saw? Yeah, well, like for one, not being not being perfect as we, as, I, as, we, as we covered there. Um, and what I mean by that is, again, not aiming for that 10K steps, not aiming for that no, no takeouts, not aiming for that no pizza, no cookies, no, you know, all the, all the nice foods. Um, like I, I, I'm pretty sure for the first couple of months, I still had a takeaway every week. I yeah. just didn't have two or three. Um, I still, you know, had chocolate every single day, and I did right up, you know, for the full amount of time. I didn't cut anything out. Um, it's just literally looking at each week, taking a step by step, not expecting a short term result, not ex- expecting to have abs overnight. Um, mm. just making small changes, building it up. Um, over time and being okay with still going out for a drink here and there if you want to um, once it's just better you know uh, and again with clients at the moment a client last week that usually goes out two nights of the week we just said okay don't drink for one night go yeah. out the next night absolutely fine enjoy yourself um, and it's amazing then the knock on effect that that has because you start to realise then these small changes these small wins these small accomplishments you start to get result momentum is created and 100%. it's just a knock-on effect from there. And every week, you know, it gets more exciting. You see more result. But the first month, the first two months, you know, even sometimes I don't care. You know, even with clients, I don't care about the weight on the scale. And this this can be hard for clients, but I don't care. It does not matter because we're chasing a long-term exactly. result, not a short-term result. So for me, the scales did come down, um, but I didn't didn't really care too much about it. I cared about having more energy Um you know, feeling a little bit better and more of myself each day and going to the gym consistently and following a plan consistently and, you know, doing a little bit more steps, just really simple things. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Really, really, you know. Yeah, man, I absolutely agree. And I think the one thing to highlight what you just kind of touched on, um, you didn't cut things out that you you enjoyed. Like, I think this is a good opportunity it's a good opportunity never, for us to never. kind of break this myth as well because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, I can't eat chocolate. To If I'm going to lose weight, I can't have chocolate. If I'm going to lose weight, yeah. I can't have donuts, whatever. Bullshit. You can eat all the things you enjoy mm-hmm. eating. It's about reducing like the quantity yeah. of food that you eat, especially like the, the high sugar, high fat, high yeah. cal- calorie dense food options, you know. You can still you can still eat those if you enjoy them because yeah. I mean if we talk about shifting your identity and building these habits and doing small steps at a time, well, a big part of that is enjoying it. You have to enjoy the process so that you can commit to it long term. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the small psychological wins as well throughout the day. Like it's not just okay if we cut out tro- chocolate, we're going to build up a massive craving for it. And we're potentially going to binge on it. Um, you know, or, or we're going to find it too difficult and we're eventually going to come off track um, but the psychological wins we know okay if we have chocolate it's, it creates a dopamine release in, in, our, in our brain because it feels good because we relate chocolate to you know maybe when we were younger or because yeah. it generally tastes good um, you know so it's these kind of small things that you cut out you, they're, they're really small throughout the day they're not like a massive like having a piece of chocolate isn't my highlight of my day but it's definitely something nice that I enjoy. Me too. Tea, <laughs> Me too. And um, for sure. So like, why would I cut that out? You know, it's, there's no, there's no yep. good and bad food. There's okay. There's nutrient dense food and there's not so much nutrient dense food, but neither should be cut out. Like it's just creating a balance and moderation between the two. And then also not labeling foods good and bad because so often I see people say, I was bad yesterday because they so because they ate bad or because they had you know a couple of choices that weren't as nutrient dense. It's like okay, you had a balanced, moderated day. If you had you know a mix of the two, 
but labeling them and then labeling yourself you know it's, it's a whole yeah and i think it demonizes it as well you know if, if people are saying oh chocolate is yeah, bad yeah, for yeah. me they're gonna have this negative association with the chocolate and then if they if they you know their emotions get the better of them one day and they finally cave they're just going to go to absolute town yeah. on the chocolate like it's going out of fashion you know and yeah, yeah, like yeah. that is the fastest way yeah. to break your habit that you've been working so hard to build is just by you know yeah. going ham binging on the thing that you love the most and then it's like you just it's almost like you ruined all that yeah. hard work not not from the energy side of things but from the habit side of things you know um, but yeah, I agree with you. The whole yeah, good and bad yeah. food thing, we need to we need to throw that idea away because fat loss is is so much more simple yeah. than that. Um, awesome. So, Adam, one thing that really you know stood out to me in your content, and I'm I'm curious to you know hear your hear your live live thoughts on this. Um, you know, one thing that stood out was you talked about consuming yeah. high volume, low calorie food options to help you lose weight now can you help can you help explain a little bit about what you meant when you were talking about that so we have like like the two types of, of food if you want to say in regards to volume and, and calories is like you know your low calorie foods that are high volume um and then there's your um high calorie foods that are like of, of low density um, so with that, when we go into you know calorie deficit, we go we go into a fat loss phase. You know there there is going to be hunger. We know that. Um, you know it's to be expected. And I think it's important to expect there is going to be a certain element of hunger. But how can we combat that in the best way possible? Is making ourselves feel fuller, um, throughout the day. So you know you could have a two two plates. You know the same um the same calories. And one could be massive and one could be extremely small depending on you know the food choice that we have there so for me i really took advantage of those higher volume foods um, because they make me feel full make me feel satisfied um, you know make me feel better as opposed to eating choices of food that are of higher calorie but extremely like um extremely small and they're gonna fill you up for a few minutes and then you're gonna be hungry again as well as that it's like the time taken to eat the food if i'm there grazing on food for like you know 10 20 minutes as opposed to just eating something in 30 seconds yeah there's a massive difference there yeah um, for sure so like it is a, it is a psychological thing but it's also like a volume thing as well so foods you know like you know especially fruit and veg we know are are, are, are typically low calorie um, but they're quite volume um voluminous like they are quite big so they would fill you up um there is like you know your protein sources and um, they're a little bit denser but again they're going to fill you up keep you satiated um even foods like you know rice cakes like popcorn and um, like uh jelly um you know these kind of foods that are big but not too high a calorie as opposed to say if we were just to have like a Snickers or something like that, or um, you know, even a handful of peanuts. It's like a massive amount of mm. calories. Not that there's anything wrong with those foods. If you like them, eat them. Fantastic. But why not take advantage of eating more food? Um, and for me, that yeah, and I, I think it's. I really liked that when you were talking about that through your content because I think a lot of people. You know, one of the reasons, definitely from my clients anyway, I'm I'm sure you're you're similar, but one of the reasons why people kind of can't sustain the calorie deficit is because they just feel so hungry all yeah. the time, you know. So I think that's a really, really fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. way that you can, you know, still maintain yeah. the calorie, you know, input you want to be doing and hit the numbers you want to be hitting without feeling like you want to murder someone all the time, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's to be expected. The hunger, like it's it's like your body is gonna be hungry. It's to be expected. We don't expect it, it can come as a shock and that can, can throw you. So it is important to outline that look you you will more more likely be hungry, but we can we can combat that the best way possible and use loads of tips exactly. and tricks. Exactly. Even um not so much the high volume, low volume foods, but if we look at even just what you're eating on a daily basis and this is another you know a great way to start is 
eat what you normally eat, but look at your plate and just see, can you make any swaps there? So um, say for breakfast, I had you know eggs, sausage, um, bacon, and some toast. Looking at the toast and saying, can I go into the store and look and find like a bread that is just maybe 10 calories less per slice? Or you know one of these kind of lower cal breads so you're still having the same yeah. thing except it's just lower calorie the sausages okay rather than maybe pork sausages maybe i'm gonna have turkey sausages because they're a little bit higher protein um not not too different on, on calorie wise um but it, you know it all comes down to the grand scheme of things and of course the week you could be saving a couple hundred calories the same with the bacon let's go for like maybe a turkey bacon or a bacon medallion or the eggs rather than have three eggs have two eggs and one egg one, mm. you know, so these really, really small changes that don't really change too much what you do on a day-to-day basis. You don't really change too much up, but of course a week can save you hundreds of calories and um, if not thousands and put you into a deficit. So you don't even have to change, you know, the, the food as such of what you're eating on your day-to-day, your routine, but just little really smart, simple changes, even like rather than use olive oil, use the, yeah. the spray oils, the one cal spray oils really small things rather than a coke have a diet coke you know really small things you don't notice but have massive that's awesome yeah i think it's it's funny you know a lot of the concepts when it comes to even in business and fitness whatever it is it it always comes down to the tiniest little habits and adjustments that you can make will absolutely have the biggest impact and i think even something exactly and i think even having you know the bringing it down to that full micro scale of like exactly how you said looking at your plate what can i is there options that i can change that would be better for me that support my goals happy days um and just quickly as well adam i don't think we went over this um the losing the 35 kg is like how long did that take you yeah so of course towards the end I got into that kind of unsustainable because I started the prep like you know I did the last kind of two months were um you know deeper than it needed to go for sure um but the whole 35 was 10 months 10 months but if I stopped at eight months even seven eight months you know I, I would have been in a good place and I would have been at about probably a 30 kg fat loss but the, the extra 5 kg i lost was going into those deeper levels of body fat that aren't necessary for um you know the day-to-day or the the you know uh, uh, anyone you know regular person that's not you know competing or not yeah um, an athlete so yeah the, the whole thing 10 months but for the first six months really really did not feel like i was on a diet i was getting massive results getting massive change but it was just because i was being consistent and building new habits week in week out it really wasn't like you know a switch of a button and and you know we're starving ourselves for that i'm like eating like a rabbit it wasn't that case at all because when i was at my worst all i had to do you know as i said just make small changes each week so again it could be just a hundred more steps and um, the first week maybe it's just tracking the first week the first month just kind of getting an idea where you're at second month okay let's make some small changes so over time, you get used to it, momentum mm. is created, habit is formed, habit builds into routine, and then it's just a lifestyle. So it just changed really, really nicely. And then, you know, as you say, as I got down um, into into maybe the last four months, and I was like, okay, we need to need to pull in a little bit more, maybe rather than a takeaway every week or every two weeks, maybe once a month, you know, just pulling things in nicely. It's not that you couldn't have them, but just because I prefer the higher volume, um, lower calorie food choices that are going to keep me fuller whereas a takeaway i'm going to have that takeaway it's probably all i'm going to have for the day with you know a little bit extras around it but um yeah the last four months then you know tightening it a little bit and then you know 12 eight weeks out from competition then it starts to change and it's like yeah okay this is hard you know but it's it's not necessary and same way like i, I jumped into a meal plan then as well meal plans are cutting out any types of food unless you are an athlete unless you are a bodybuilder you know even most athletes don't need um you know a meal plan or anything like that or maybe prior to match day or um you know working around training you're gonna have better food choices but for most for the vast vast majority of people like meal plans aren't really necessary um cutting out foods is necessary 
um, but to get to you know extreme low levels. Yeah, like and I mean, it is, it is you know, it is, you know, it is, it is it's, it's Im- definitely nice. important to to highlight the fact that prepping for a, a, a competition yeah. is very different to just implementing implementing lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, I, and I know a lot of my audience, yeah. like there would be someone yeah. listening to this who is is wanting to lose you know 30 kilos yeah, of body yeah. fat and guys like it's just really awesome to to yeah. know that and i hope listening to adam's story is kind of giving you some inspiration but i hope you know like if you fall in love with the process and you start to add and stack habits on that are going to slowly put you forward and slowly taking you steps in the right direction like you could literally change your whole life so it's it's really exciting that you know adams adams lived through this which which is awesome brother so mate i did want to ask as well before we kind of wrap up um like what kind of made you want to start coaching in the first place and 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 helping people do the same that that you that you achieved yeah big question um i grown up i was never good at anything you know, I I went through school. It wasn't that I wasn't smart, but I just didn't. I never tried my best because the passion wasn't there for you know certain subjects probably or um, going and playing sport. I just I always I played every sport. I mean, you know, every picture in the yearbook. I'm in every team. Never the best player. Never really the starting player. I was always um, you know never the best really at anything. Growing up. Um, so when I started going to the gym, I realized, okay, this is something that I have full control over. Like there's no one else around me. It's yes. me versus me. It's me trying every single day to get to that better version of me. Um, so I realized I had control over the level of success that I could achieve. And then the same, you know, came into play when it came to looking at, okay, what do I really love doing every day? I love going to the gym. And this is something that, you know, I hear people say all the time. Um, every single coach will say it. They realize they love going to the gym. They want to make it their passion. But that was the same for myself. A generic enough answer in, in that regard. But I realized that was my passion. And, you know, willing to work every day at that and have it not feel like work. Like mm. a, an absolute love for it. Um, and that love getting stronger and stronger. And, you know, now, like, there's a, a black and white difference between you know going through that transformation myself that now it's like it is my absolute passion i love it i spend like if there's ever a free time of the day it's spent you know checking in on clients it's spent you know anything that i can do around fitness nutrition better myself not letting a single day drift by that i don't move forward and um, so it really was a case of like to sum it up just never really being good at anything never feeling like i was achieving anything to then realizing what am I passionate about? I'm going to be the best in the world at that, or I'm going to be the best I possibly can at that, the best version of me. Um, and again, this only like this was building over time, but then since doing the transformation, it's like literally black and white for me. It's so so clear. I don't want to let a single day drift by that I don't move forward, that I don't progress in some way, shape, or form. Um, so for for me right now, it's like absolutely loving life, absolutely cherishing every moment making sure that i don't go to bed that night and this is this isn't something i need to even like um you know not it's something i need to work out but it's not something that i need to go out my way to do it's something mm. that's habit now at this stage but i go to bed every night and i think i've moved forward there's never a day where i'll just like it's just who i am now there's never a day where i'll just knock it up and, and sit and watch netflix all day fine if you need to do that from time to time but that's yeah. just not me it's not where i'm at it's like i like where I'm at in my age, my career, I just want to drive 100%, forward. 100%, man. Um, I love it. So man, I definitely get that career. vibe from you. And I, I, I really, I, I share those those views as well. Yeah, I yeah. love how it's like, you know, especially with like the, the first two things that come to mind is, is fitness and business. Like these are both things that I'm just absolutely completely driven by and love doing, but it, it, it's a, it's a, it's I, a never ending game. You know, it's a never-ending game, and like as long as you yeah. constantly, yeah, as you said, go to bed each night, be like, "Am I proud of what I did today? Hell yeah! Am I gonna fucking get after it tomorrow? 
Absolutely. Like, yeah. and by the way, I do think every single fitness coach yeah, yeah, yeah. had a very similar experience to you. I was the exact same, man. I was like playing rugby yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I want to go into the gym to get strong for rugby. And then I was like, oh, this is what I'm passionate about now. So yeah, that's fucking yeah. hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. I've, I've heard it time and time again. Um, everyone will say that, but everyone's journey again it's, it's slightly different um, and the most important thing is that's their journey and that's like where they found themselves and like you know we can count ourselves very very lucky that we did find something like that and um, for sure you know stepping into that gym making that choice to go that first day you know we're we're you know i, I i'm guessing we're oh we're yeah forever, forever grateful change my life that, man um, change my life steps, i love it know. mate um yeah. Thanks for coming on the show yeah. today, but it's been really, really good to, um, you know, get your insight on your personal weight loss journey. And, um, mate, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. been it's been awesome to have you on, uh, first international guest after a couple of months of teeing up. But, mate, we got it, we got it done. So, yeah. um, mate, last little thing to ask is, you know, where can where can people find you? Where can they reach out? Yeah. So my Instagram is is where I'm most active, um, as well as TikTok. Um and it's all Adam Carroll Coach. Um and then you know my my brand name or I guess my program name, Factual Physique, um is 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 what it goes by. Um so they're the main place to find me. Um I I on YouTube as well, the same again, Adam Carroll. Um I um getting back into YouTube this week. I need to need to film those those uh Hell yeah. last two weeks of prep. Um, you know, mainly mainly to for myself, I guess to look back on but uh, to be able to share that journey so you know those those three places are are the definitely awesome man well guys i will definitely add uh all adam's links where you can find him in the show notes if you'd like to check it out there but brother thank you so much for your time um good luck with the show and uh mate have to get you on in a couple months to see uh see how you go thanks for tuning in to another episode of the dominate your fitness podcast please leave a rating and review on the platform you're listening to if you enjoyed it If you're ready to lose weight, gain strength, or take your training to the next level, send me a message on Instagram at Nick Longhurst to take the next step. Bye for now.